Welcome to the Forever Woman Podcast. Here's Matthew Coast. you want him to feel like you are enough for him, if you want him to feel like he doesn't want to lose you, if you want him to feel like he doesn't want to go anywhere else, then you need to connect with his emotional needs. Connecting with his emotional needs will make him feel like he just can't get enough of you, like he misses you when you're not around, like he just wants to think about you and He cares about you and he wants to be around you all the time. That is the power of the emotional needs. Hello, my name is Matthew Coast and welcome to my channel. Today, we're going to be talking about the five factors that you need to connect with if you want him to be addicted to you. And let's get started. Okay, so the emotional needs, number one, number one most important emotional need is something we call significance. This is actually, for most men, this is the number one primary important need that they have that they want to feel. So there's a different kind of priority that different needs have, emotional needs have with people. And for most men, like the overwhelming majority of men, significance, feeling important is their number one need, right? So he wants to feel like he's your hero. He wants to feel like he's doing a good job. And if you can communicate that to him, if you can connect with him in that way and let him know that he is your hero, that he's important to you, that he's important in the world, then he will feel very, very connected to you. He'll feel like you're really important to him, right? Because you're fulfilling that need. You're connecting with him in that way. Uh, Other ways of doing this are seeing him for who he is and who he wants to become. So there's kind of a difference there, right? And one part of it is seeing who he is today, right now, and seeing him for the, the man that he wants to become, the man he wants to grow into. And Again, you you don't don't want to fall in love with his potential, but you do want to be able to see where he's going and who he's trying to become. Because most people, when they look at people, they don't really see that. And, and a lot of times, even with friends and family or whoever you're with, they just see who you are right now. And if you can see him for who he's trying to become, but also love him for who he is right now, that's really, really powerful stuff. So who is he trying to become in his life? And the other part of it is supporting him through his journey. How can you express that you're proud of of who he is and what he's accomplished and what he's doing? And how can you show him that you see what it is that he's doing? So number two, number two is investment. So you want him to invest in you. It's very, very important. Allow him to give to you. Men don't fall in love because of what you do for them. They fall in love because of what they do for you. And so the more invested he is in you, 
the more he'll be afraid of losing you, the more he'll justify why he's with you and how much he likes you and what he thinks of you and how he thinks that you're just the most amazing woman, amazing person in his entire life. And so you want him to invest. And there's a bunch of different types of investment and you want to just allow him to do all these things, especially in the world that we're in today. A lot of women kind of come in with the like strong independent woman thing, right? Which I totally, I totally get, right? And having independence and, and being mentally and emotionally strong is, is important in this day and age with all the uncertainty and crazy that's uh, going on in the world right now. It's important to, to really uh, have your own center and, and know where you are and know who you are. And at the same time, you don't want to push the guy away from you, which is what happens with a lot of women is that guys come in and they want to do things, right? Because it's, it's natural. He likes you. He looks at you. He cares about you. And so he wants to start doing things for you. He wants to give things to you and you want to just allow those things in. And a lot of times women don't allow those things in because they don't you may not feel like you are worthy of it or whatever, right? Maybe you've, it's, it's from like past childhood things where you've kind of put up a block because you're afraid of getting too close to people or somebody tried to manipulate you in the past or, or a whole bunch of different reasons, right? But ultimately you want to let him invest in you. And so the different types of investment, there's a bunch of them. Uh, some of the most important ones are time investments. So if he invests time in you, spending time with you, energy investments. So just hanging out with you, going to you, uh, you know, figuring out things for you, um, emotional investments. So connecting with you through his emotions, uh, having emotional experiences when he's around you. That's a really, really powerful one. Uh, thought investment, which is just thinking about you, if nothing else, uh, but also uh, thinking about things that you're doing together or seeing things and it reminding him of you or any of that kind of stuff. Gifts is is a big one because a lot of times guys want to give women gifts and you just want to receive, just receive whatever he's giving you. And I know that there's kind of this thing out there where some women are kind of worried because they're like, oh, well, if a guy pays for dinner or if a guy gives me a gift or something, there's going to be some kind of expectation of me hooking up with him or whatever, which he could have that expectation, right? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. What matters is that you have strong boundaries and that you know what you want and what you don't want, what makes you comfortable, what makes you not comfortable, and that you get used to expressing your boundaries and expressing what's okay and expressing what you want and what you don't want and all that kind of stuff, because that, that is the powerful part. So number three, number three is connection. So the emotional need of connection is really powerful. And this is really just uh, getting vulnerable. One of them is getting vulnerable with each other. So do you share your challenges together? Do you overcome problems together? Do you talk about what's going on in your lives and, and what you're facing, what you're dealing with? Uh, just the different things that are going on in your life that are challenges or problems, or some people like to call problems, opportunities, whatever, any of that kind of stuff, right? Um, are, are you sharing it? Are you talking about it? Are you connecting with each other 
on those things. And it's just kind of that expression of those things and feeling like there's somebody there with you and you're connecting on those things and you're talking about those things can be really, really powerful. Another one is commonalities that you guys have. And so here's something you'll remember. It's the differences. It's the differences that we have that create the passion between us, but it's the things that we have in common that really create the bond that we have. And so find and bond on things that are similar. And it can be anything. I mean, it could be food, right? Food's actually a really good one. <laughs> you know, if you guys, if you both like sushi or if you both like pizza or if you both like a certain artist or music or, you know, whatever, right? Any, any of those kinds of things, it can just be little things. It could be a movie that you like together or anything, right? Find commonalities that you guys have together and connect through those commonalities because it creates a bond. It creates a strong bond between two people. And like I said, it's, it's the differences that create the passion, but it's those similarities that create the bond. And we'll talk more about the differences and how to find those and talk about those and create those and connect through those so that you have passion here in just a minute. So number four, number four is alignment. And so Alignment is really, really important. Uh, the first part of it is, are you moving in the same direction in life together? So I want you to remember this one. Couples who grow together, stay together. I, there's actually a study that was done on this, and they found that it the number one thing that keeps couples together is growing in the same direction. <laughs> They're growing together. They grow together. They they evolve together or whatever you want to call it, right? You're going through life and there's things that are going on. Are you guys moving in the same direction together or are you guys kind of separating and going in different directions? And the more that you grow together, the more of a bond that you're going to have together, the happier you're going to be together, the more that you're growing apart and growing into different directions, the more that you're going to have happiness without your partner and your partner is going to have happiness without you. And the more you're going to look at each other and feel like there's a disconnect that's there. And so it's really, really important that you're aligning in the direction that you're growing together. It doesn't mean you have to do the exact same things or you have to be on the exact same path as each other, but it needs to be an alignment. You know, if you look at each other and you see where he's growing and where you're growing, and you can see that in a few years, you're going to be in completely different places and you're, you're going to feel like you're completely different people, then that's what's going to end up happening. And you're going to look back at each other and say, you know, what happened to us? And if you can grow together, then you're going to look back at each other and say, wow, that was an amazing journey that we had together. And I'm so glad that I had someone amazing like you, wonderful like you in my life to share that with. And that's really what you want. Next part of it is, are you on the same team? This is something that I call the partnership principle. And, and there are too many people out there. And this is very, very common today, especially with the, the war of the sexes that is going on where everybody's looking at each other and they're like, oh, man, bad or woman, bad. Right. And it's just like people are fighting all the time and they're fighting to try to get their needs met. They're fighting to, to try to be a couple. And they don't realize that it's it's just pushing each other apart. 
because they feel like they need that connection. They feel like they want to be with somebody, but they aren't, they have all these blocks and all these different things that are preventing them from actually being with them. And a huge part of the problem is usually just because they aren't in partnership. They're not in on the same team. They're not connected together, moving in the same direction in life. Instead, they're fighting each other to, you know, to be together, right? Which is a really weird concept, but it happens all the time. It happens all the time. You've brought, you may have experienced this before. It's actually highly likely that you have. And so are you on the same team, right? When you guys are arguing or you're fighting or you're you know, talking about something, are you, do you feel like you're on opposite sides or do you feel like you're together working through problems, discussing things, talking about stuff and trying to get through these things together? If you feel like you're on opposite sides and you're just pointing over at the other person and talking about the other person all the time, instead of talking with them, then you're probably not together. You're probably uh, on opposite sides. And so you want to bring yourself together and show each other that you're on that same side and that you're with each other on this journey of life. Next part of it is, do you share similar values, right? And so this is really the big topics, the things that are really important to you and to him in life. And sometimes people can be together, right? Like my dad and my stepmom are, they're, they're like opposite sides of the political spectrum but they stay together because they have a lot of other similar values that they share with each other. And although they fight all the time, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, right? The more that you really align on the big values, the more that you can stay with each other and the more harmony is going to be there, the more that you can see each other and be on the same page as each other and feel like partnership is really easy and it's natural and it's normal for the two of you. And so you want to look at those things and, and you want to make sure that there aren't any big deal breakers kind of separating you or whatever, because a lot of times people ignore the red flags and it's the red flags that you ignore now that'll be the reason that you break up in the future. I can promise you that one. I can promise you that one. Number five, number five is excitement. Excitement, like I said, it's the differences that create that passion. And that's what we're talking about with excitement. Is there an element of polarity between the two of you? And so usually what I'm talking about with polarity is feminine and masculine. Although there are other types of polarity that we can talk about as well, like introversion and extroversion or, you know, light and dark, things like that. However, the masculine and feminine is pretty powerful. And it's the one that helps most people, I think, because most women are actually feminine at their core. And most men are actually masculine at their core. But a lot of people have kind of taken on these different roles because of society and our society's pushing women to be masculine and men to be feminine and all kinds of weird stuff is going on right now in the world. However, uh, if you can drop into your feminine and you can push him into his masculine, it's actually for most things, for most, not everything, right? But for most things, the traditional gender roles are actually, they very much favor women. <laughs> they very much favor women, especially for dating and relationships. They very much favor women. So anytime you can push him into his masculine, anytime you can encourage him, to be in his masculine, anytime you can reward him for being in his masculine, 
it, the better, the better. You want to do that anytime you can. Anytime you can drop into your feminine, most men will start picking up the ball and getting into their masculine when women are dropping into their feminine, when the woman around them, especially the woman that they care about, drops into her feminine. Most men will start stepping up and start getting into their masculine when you do that. And when you encourage it and you push it and you reward it, it, it makes it even more that a guy will get into his masculine because more men actually feel really, really comfortable in their masculine. A lot of men have just been masculinity has been kind of demonized in a lot of different ways. And so a lot of guys are kind of a weird about it, or they're afraid of getting into it, or, you know, they feel like it's not acceptable, especially around women and all that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of a weird thing, but it, it's a really, really powerful dynamic that can create a lot of passion and excitement in your relationship. Next part is, do you have fun together? You know, do you play with each other? Do you connect with each other through kind of a playful state? And this is really, really powerful because it keeps that excitement alive between the two of you, just being playful, just connecting, teasing each other, flirting with each other, just playing with each other all the time, right? If you look at couples that have been together for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years or whatever, those couples, the ones that are still happy and, and still excited about each other, they're always playing with each other. They're messing with each other. They're teasing each other because that's that's how you keep that excitement and that passion alive in the relationship. It's really, really powerful stuff. Is there variety in what, what it is that you do together? So you want to break habits. You want to do new things. You want to have variety in the things that you do that's normal. So let's take an example like going to restaurants. Let's say that you have a date night once a week and you like to go to a restaurant and eat and try new things, right? You want to go to different restaurants. You want to try different things on the menus. You want to do all those kinds of things because that's what creates that variety. That's what creates that excitement. It's like, it's the unknown. It's the uncertainty of what's going to happen when you go to this place and what's going to be there. And what are the things that we're going to try and we're going to eat and we're going to do all these things. You want to have that variety in your lives because that's what creates excitement. If you're in the same routine over and over and over every single day, it gets boring. It's it's knowing what's going to happen and all the things that are going on that creates boredom. It's comfort that creates boredom. It's certainty that creates boredom. It's unpredictability that creates excitement. It's uncertainty. It's it's variety. It's all those things that create excitement. And it's important to have some certainty and comfort and boredom in your relationship because it creates stability. But at the same time, you want to have variety and excitement and passion and uncertainty and unpredictability because it creates that spark and it creates that passion. And people that go from having a great relationship to end up being roommates are the people that lose that variety, that that unpredictability, that the differences, the polarity and stuff in the relationship. And so you want to always have all the different things. So I'm going to go back over all the different, the five factors. Again, we're talking about emotional needs. Number one is significance. The number one thing that men want in a, uh, from, from anything out there in the world, like the number one thing that men fight for and long for and go towards is significance, feeling like they're important. Number two is investment. He needs to invest in you. You need to let him invest in you. 
Number three is connection. You want to be connecting with each other through your vulnerabilities, through your commonalities, through bonding. Number four is alignment, being on the same team, being on the same side, moving in the same direction in life. You know, do you share the same values? And number five is excitement. It's the things that we share together, the commonalities that create the bond, but it's the differences. It's the variety. It's the uncertainty, the unpredictability that creates the passion. If you're ready to attract a man who loves you, sees you, and cherishes you, visit the foreverwomanformula.com right now.